Today we honor our veterans, those who have served their country, those who have protected our freedoms and our rights. We thank you for the time that you have given to our country. We thank you for all those things that we don't realize, for all the times that you have made true sacrifices, not only of your time and your families, but of your lives. Um, we cannot adequately thank you, but we do honor you. And we pray that God will bless you in a particular way for the great service that you have shown to us all. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who denied that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. At the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels. They are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. We have a very limited idea of God. We tend to think of God in some sort of superhuman way. Because that's all we really know, isn't it? Our concept of person is limited to human persons. The idea of a God who is infinitely beautiful, infinitely loving, infinite act, without any potential, is something we can know, but not fully grasp in this life. After all, our experience of infinity is Well, for instance, the category of numbers, you can always add one more. Or a straight line, you can always add something to the line. That's only a potential infinity. Here we are dealing with an actual infinity. Our temptation then, because we see God as a superhuman, is to trivialize God, as our world does. People will refer to, I've said this before, my God. As though God was somehow created by my mind. that I can somehow possess that being as I would possess something else. And I can mold that God into my image and likeness. And in fact, it's just the other way around. Now, we know that God took human flesh and walked the earth. He became one of us. So we can know that person, Jesus Christ, as we know nobody else. 
We also know the infinite love of God that we cannot imagine was made visible to us in his suffering and death. But because we tend to trivialize all these things, or rather because we can't understand them, we will probably trivialize heaven as well. It's some sort of earthly paradise. Sometime, I spend a fair amount of time in funeral homes, uh, ask for a catalog of caskets. If you want to see how people trivialize death and trivialize heaven, the things they have would might surprise you. I think I mentioned this before. You'll see caskets in the shape and the design of race cars. And one of my all-time favorites down in the Sandhills was in the shape of golf bags. Uh, that was their concept of heaven. If that's it, I don't want it. Uh, what God has told us is that heaven is something beyond our comprehension. Uh, it has to be. If heaven is something we can grasp, it's not heaven. Because we cannot grasp the reality of the presence of God. When faith is no longer necessary, when we look God, so to speak, in the face, as the scriptures put it, in a very concrete human way, face to face. When we actually know God as God. Today's gospel speaks of this with the Sadducees. Remember the Sadducees were the the ruling class. They were the chief priests. They didn't believe in the spirits, didn't believe in the resurrection, uh, because it was, they said it wasn't in the first five books of the Old Testament. That's all they recognized was the Torah, the Pentateuch. It wasn't there, it, wasn't, it didn't exist. Now the Pharisees believed in it all because they believed in the prophets and the wisdom literature. They didn't believe in it. And so they want to test our Lord, so they give him this rather fantastic idea of the woman who was married to seven brothers. Uh, and our Lord then takes the occasion to speak about the nature of heaven very, very briefly. He speaks more about hell than he does about heaven in the scriptures. And he says, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Does that mean that we don't know anybody anymore? No. It means that every relationship we have, good relationship in this world, is fulfilled beyond our imagining to something incredibly beautiful that it could never be in this life. He then says, they can no longer die. They are like angels. Because you and I are like angels in the sense that we have a spirit. Uh, we are not like angels in the sense that we are not pure spirit. Angels are sufficient unto themselves and pure spirit. You and I are not. We weren't meant to be. We have bodies, which is why there is a resurrection from the dead, because we are incomplete without our bodies. And he said they are children of God because they are the ones who will rise. And we then have to understand heaven in a very new way. Um, as I said, every relationship will be fulfilled, but heaven isn't something that we can simply fabricate in our minds either. Uh, when, before we begin Mass, I always say to our servers, um, so we are about to be present for, and the answer is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And then for a moment, for a moment, we are going to enter into, and the answer is heaven, which we are. Heaven is the presence of God. Again, we cannot understand an infinitely perfect and beautiful loving being. But for a moment, we are going to enter into that world, enter into that life in a unique way, because God will come to us. People don't seem to realize that's one of the beautiful things about going back again to the Eucharist. Heaven comes to earth through the eyes of faith. He's there, uh, but through the eyes of faith we know him 
to be there. And so we experience this wonderful thing. When the first reading from the book of Maccabees, when the seven brothers were being tortured and uh, executed for their faith, um, tells us something, doesn't it? That uh, their idea of heaven was not trivial for the resurrection. They knew it was a great mystery, but they didn't have the experience that we do of God coming to earth and God remaining with us. That idea of heaven was something that was yet to come. And yet how many people don't seem to realize that or want it? Uh, that's why we trivialize heaven, because we're a little afraid. In fact, perhaps a great deal afraid of that reality. You'd think we'd all be running towards heaven, wouldn't you? We're supposed to be. That's our goal. And if we forget the goal, we're going to really have a very twisted journey through life, because the goal is the thing for which we act. So we have to have that understanding and that belief, even though we do not perfectly understand it. Um, I think that, you know, there's a... In C.S. Lewis's books, The Chronicles of Narnia, in the very last book, uh, he d- tries to describe heaven in a rather fairy tale sort of way, and it's really rather beautiful, as we keep moving into something of greater beauty constantly. Heaven isn't something static. It's an ever, ever moving, it's ever a greater movement into the perfect beauty of God. So that everything that we know all of a sudden becomes, or that we knew, very gray. Remember what St. Teresa of Avila said, many of you know this. She said, when we get, if we get to heaven, if we do, the very worst parts of this life will simply seem like one bad night in a cheap hotel. I think that's a very good description. Um, that all the terrible things that happen to us in this life will seem just like that, one bad night in a cheap hotel. And we will also realize that all the things that we thought were beautiful in this life were really very gray. Uh, in fact, we'll be very happy to have left them behind because we will see everything in a different light. That's about all we can say about heaven, isn't it? And our Lord then finally says, no, in the Pentateuch, God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of the living, not the dead. So, we will go on now to enter into heaven for a moment. Uh, That's one of the reasons the church was always built when she could, such wonderful buildings, uh, her churches, because when we go into them, they're supposed to speak to us of the transcendence, the incarnation, the beauty, and the love of God. They're very different buildings. So for a moment, here in this building, we will enter into heaven. um, And we will allow ourselves to be transformed by what we have received so that the world in which we live will at least have a, a glimpse of heaven for a moment. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you the people rejoicing in in the love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, their members will always keep in their vision the kingdom of heaven towards which they are moving and be visible signs of that kingdom. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, for our politicians, they may realize the truth that comes from the prophets sent to them, proclaiming the kingdom of God on earth, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are united to the Lord as he draws them into his kingdom. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the kingdom of God, we pray to the Lord. Lord, 
for a greater respect for human life, especially at the beginning and at the end, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will be visible signs of the kingdom of God and call people into that kingdom for a greater reverence for the missionary nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord, they may then be visible signs of him, visible signs of the resurrection, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. All those in our book of remembrance and on the altar, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all of our veterans, the God will continue to bless them for the service that they have given to us. We pray to the Lord. Finally, for all of us here, Having entered into heaven, we may be transformed into signs of what we have seen and experienced. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Angels and the Queen of Heaven and Earth as we sing. (laughs) 